It's Amy's Table, a girl's guide to living with Amy Tobin on Q102. Pull up a chair and join us. Rita Heikenfeld is an award-winning syndicated journalist, accredited family herbalist, author, cooking teacher, media personality, and the founding editor of AboutEating.com. She also writes a syndicated weekly column for community press newspapers that reaches almost a quarter of a million people each week in Cincinnati and northern Kentucky. And she's joining me today to talk about, okay, what do we do at the end of the season with our garden? Welcome, Rita. How are you? Well, I am good. Just busy preserving just about everything. The garden has done so well, both the veggies and the herbs this year. Well, you know, it's funny because we all get hung up on how to start the garden, how to get it up and running. But I think a lot of us sort of just walk away at the end. And you really would not advise that. There's a lot of life left, isn't there? There is, but I I understand why people do that because we do put a lot of energy and excitement in the spring and then all of a sudden everything <laughs> needs harvested and we think now what am I going to do so yes I have some good tips yeah I love that I, I I have learned so much from you it has totally changed my backyard to be honest with you and our approach to it which is which is fun well okay so it is end of season and, and you said that things need harvesting how can we save the bounty of say our herbs Well, there's several ways. When you think, um, first of all, let's talk about the herbs that might be cold-hardy, Amy, like the woody perennials of sage, uh, lavender, thyme, and winter savory. What you can do is to to let them um, survive the winter. I usually trim about a third of their growth back, and what that does, it gives the plants enough strength to last for the winter, um, but also you can take that growth um, those stems and leaves of herbs and dry them or chop them up and and make a little paste with water or oil. Um, And that's really good because you're harvesting them, but you're still giving them enough strength to last for the winter. And then, again, most annuals won't survive our harsh Midwestern winters, so those you really do have to harvest. And you'll know when the time has come um, here in our area, when it gets a little chilly at night and when I go out in the morning and say my baby which looked beautiful the day before, and she looks a little shrivelly and dark, then I know it's time, it's getting too cold for some of those annual herbs to uh, stay in the herb garden, and that's when I start harvesting. And you, you're, the way that you harvest and preserve your basil, even I believe you do it with parsley and any tender leaf, is just amazing for home cooks. Can you share with us how you take a, go about preserving it? Oh, sure. Um, there's a couple ways. If you, if you want to dry them, what I have been doing lately is just taking the leaves and chopping them up, not too finely, uh, because then they turn to dust. And then I just lay them on a towel or a screen in a cool, dry place. And then in a few days, it seems like because they're tender, they dry very quickly and they retain their color. Um, The old-fashioned way of drying, of course, is hanging them upside down on the stem um, and letting them uh, wither on the stem. But this way, it seems like it keeps their color more, too. Hmm. And then also, um, as you do, I make like an herbal paste um, of just like usually I'll put parsley and basil together, um, maybe some thyme, whatever I need to harvest. And I'll just put those in the blender with a little bit of water or extra virgin olive oil and then put those in ice cube trays. Uh, And that way, what I tell people is when you uh, preserve herbs, especially in the freezer, 
put them in, in the amount that you're going to use. Don't make a big container because then trying to dig those herbs out of that jar or bag sometimes is hard. So freeze in the quantities that you might use. And usually for cooked dishes, that's a couple tablespoons mm-hmm. I can use, and that's about one of those ice cube tray. You know, I saw something interesting the other day, Rita, on one of the blogs. Uh, I think it might have been Kitchen, but I'm not sure, um, where she would put, she would fill ice cube trays with olive oil and chopped herbs so that it looked almost more like all oil with a few herbs in it. And I thought, what an interesting way to just pull that out and use it when you saute or finish pasta or put in a sauce or a soup or whatever. But the other thing that I, my little uh, variation on your paste that you taught me is I will take the paste and put it in a Ziploc and flatten it Mm -hmm. so that I can stack them in the freezer. And then because it's so flat and thin, I can break off little pieces and it works pretty nicely. Yeah, and you know, that's a great idea, too, because you can sort of smush out what you need or break off. Um, And talking about putting in baggies, too, what I do um, now with basil, last year it worked out really well. I took um, just the leaves, I harvested the leaves, and then put them in um, baggies, and some I put in containers, but mainly in baggies. And then when I was ready to use them, I took the, the baggie out of the freezer and um, laid it flat on the counter and just took a, a rolling pin and just rolled what I needed straight out of the bag oh, while they were still frozen. that's smart. That's smart. I love that idea. So you've got it. If you haven't done this yet, you've got to try it, everybody, because honestly, it's such a bright, fresh from the garden flavor. It's totally different than dried spices you might buy. And and it's so inexpensive, as you mentioned, Rita. But I know some people think, okay, winter's coming. I got to dig things up and bring them inside. First of all, is that always wise? And secondly, is it even does it even work? Oh, yeah. Well, first of all, when you think of um, putting your garden to bed, um, Again, uh, the perennials usually are going to survive the winter if you want to bring them in, and you got to put them in like a light area, sort of a warm area with some humidity. And then the annuals, I've had basil live over in uh, in the winter too, hmm. and where I put mine, it's a strange place. We heat with wood backing up a bit, so my house is very dry, but my attached garage downstairs um, keeps the temperature about 50, and it's just right for wintering over herbs. They don't have all the volatile oils, but they seem to um, winter over well, and you don't need to water very much. Hmm. But um, a lot of times, like a bay tree, you can just put that in the kitchen or near a a house, I'm sorry, a window in the house, and that is very good, very hardy. But here's the deal. Before you bring any herbs in, you have to let them adjust by leaving them outdoors in a protected place for a couple weeks before bringing them in. And what I do, um, say, especially the herbs that are in containers, I'll take them from the sunny portion of the herb garden and then put them under the deck where it's shady. And that acclimates them, Amy, to a different environment. And then um, if you dig herbs up from the garden, say you've planted them in the ground and you want to keep them over winter, dig them up with a good size root ball, but put them in a good potting mix. Don't just put them in the soil that they're growing in because there's bacteria. It's usually too dense. And then there's always little hitchhikers too. So, um, you know, those little pill bugs and such. And if they are in containers and if they're not too big, before you put them in the house, turn them upside down gently and just pull that whole soil ball 
with the herb out, and then I'll check for little creatures. Um, and also, I'll check to see if the um, herb is root-bound, and you'll know because it starts wrapping around itself. And then that way, what you can do, you can actually take a, a knife and cut some of those herbs, or I'm sorry, some of those uh, roots out, or tease them and put them in a, a larger container, but not too large, just one size up. People make the mistake of sometimes putting them in a huge container for the house in the winter, and then um, they think they're dried out, but they're not because the herb and the roots are sitting in the top of the container, and then the bottom gets very, very wet. So just one size up, and then they should do really well for you. I love these ideas. I am always so inspired by you. And you actually shared a couple of recipes that I'm going to put on amystable.com. One is washtub pickles, and oh, the other is yeah. Rita's Amish pepper relish, and those will be great ways to make use of your bounty in the garden as well. Rita, I just love speaking to you. You share such great information. Of course, people can get your newsletter too, right? How do we sign up for that? Well, I'm my... Uh, uh, website's in transition, so I don't have a newsletter yet. But if they go on abouteating.com or my blog, Cooking with Rita at Cincinnati.com, there is so much great information. And, you know, I'm a seasonal uh, cook and, of course, gardener like you. And there's um, every day there's something else posted about what to do with that produce. Fantastic. Well, you got to check it out because there is a wealth of information there. Rita Heigenfeld, thank you so much for joining us. Well, Amy, it's always a pleasure, and I hope to talk to you soon. Stick around for another helping from Amy's Table on Q102. Q! It's Amy's Table with Amy Tolman, yeah. Q102.